Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back. I know you didn't think it was possible, but here we are on this Tuesday, February 7th with Cheap Heat, Ringer Wrestling Show. I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, coming to you from the less frigid, more more manageable uh, New York City. Joining me from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is the physically working and not um, on vacation at the moment, Stack Guy Greg. At the moment, I'm I'm looking for another vacation though. I got I, I need one. Let's not pretend I'm actually like going you on vacation know. next week. Yeah, yeah. I was, about to, I was I was about to say let's not pretend like there's not an imminent one on the books. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's one next week. There's one next week. Where are you going next week? Costa Rica. But weren't you gone last week? Last week? No, no. Last week I was home. Two, two weeks ago though, you missed the show, didn't you? Weren't you somewhere? I was in trial. That's not. That's not. We don't. We don't like. We don't. Wait, the, the day you missed the show was just a trial. You weren't away in the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm messing that up? No, yeah, I wasn't away in the last couple of weeks. I was on trial. So when was your last vacation? We have to keep track of this. Your last vacation. Oh, last names. vacation was London. How long ago? And that was That was like January. That was my <laughs> January vacation. So for February, my February vacation is called. <laughs> oh my that was my December, January vacation. London and Paris. The- so it was, yeah, yeah. By the way, you Started and Zach December, should start a podcast just called Ouchia. We we just Ouchia. <laughs> uh, and, and we go out west um, to the yet to complain in the first five minutes that we've seen each other, 35 at 35 Dipperstein. Hello. You're uh, you're the son I never had, Peter. What did I do? Me? You're this, <laughs> you got to watch Monday Night Raw to contribute to this podcast. 
Can't just. Oh, 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 you're the son I never had. Okay, got it. Sorry, sorry. I, I watched the episode. I know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Well, I guess with that, we start with last night's big raw. The thing that everyone came away talking about was the Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes of it all. So let's go to the number one Cody Rhodes story skeptic. Mr. Dipperstein, although everyone on the show, we've all we were we've we, we were all in the camp camp concerned. Well, this was Varying, this. Yeah, yeah. This Varying was, degrees of skepticism. Yes. But all all of us were were, were campers at camp concerned last week. Uh, Dip, do you feel any better about the Cody of it all after last night's promo with Paul Heyman? Um, here's, here's what I'll say. Of course not. But here's what I'll say about the of promo. Course not. That's right. <laughs> it was great. Of course. I mean, there's no one better than Paul Heyman. I said it last week that he's, you know, one of the greatest gifts we have. Um, but what I, I'll tell you what would be great. Okay. Well, you want to make this, you want to make this a little bit more interesting than just the regular, we dislike each other and we're after the belt feud. Keep him away from Cody, keep Roman and Cody away from each other until they're face to face at Mania, and just have Paul be the mouthpiece completely for the whole for the entire feud. That, uh, that would be that's fun. That would be unique and interesting because I don't need to see just a regular conventional run in, run out. You know, they're feuding, they hate each other, but we don't really know why because one wants the belt and one doesn't. I don't. I need don't to hate see that. that. I don't. I don't hate what you're saying, but you're completely. You're you're completely skipping over the fact that last night they did something that you regularly complain about they don't do enough, which is acknowledge history that exists that's meaningful. They got into a real, you know, they 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 took they did a, a beautiful mix of real and not real sort of interactions between the Rhodes family and Paul Heyman, and they made it something. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was wait, one wait. of the best. I thought it was one of the best segments I've seen on Raw in years. Well, Pete, what are you insinuating was not real? You don't think that Roman is the son that Cody, that, I mean, that Dusty had always wanted? I do not think this, Dusty this said that. Industry dominating. I, listen, in the I, I don't want to. I don't want to upset jokes. people like Dip who don't like hearing this, but I do not believe that Dusty Rhodes uttered the words "Roman Reigns is the son I never had." I do not believe that. No, he might have said Lackey. Roman might have been going by a different name at the time. He might have said, he said it. You know, he might have said it at catering a few times. You right. know, you never know. He might have whispered when you know he was getting his coffee at catering or one of his chicken le turkey legs. Or, yeah, it's or uh, listen, it's possible he said it to Dustin and not to Heyman, and that's the and fiction in the story that Heyman just overheard it and he didn't say over it directly to him. over building a nice turkey sandwich on white bread, right? You know, with with cheese and. With, with Munster cheese and mayonnaise and lettuce and tomatoes and pickles and and why uh, are you why are you assuming that that's what Dusty would make at in catering? I think he eats. I thought I think he eats a turkey sandwich, and then I think he probably gets a turkey leg. Then he gets two M and M cookies, uh, and then maybe uh, some soup. I mean, listen, <laughs> then some soup. <laughs> I, first of all, there's not turkey legs sitting around loose at every. I saw a turkey leg one one year. I saw a turkey leg. Yeah, maybe you've seen one turkey leg, but I mean, it's not a common yeah. occurrence. So, I, I I do hear you. I I could see a meat and cheese sandwich on white bread for sure. He's I mean, he's just a common man. And and God by the way, he he doesn't <laughs> cut it in halves. He just eats it. He puts oh, yeah. the sandwich together and just takes a bite. Yeah. Let me ask you a so, question: Do you always cut the sandwich, or are you sometimes making the sandwich and just biting right into it? Sometimes, obviously, I'm making and biting. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're a maker no, and biter. You can't always cut. You're a maker and biter. I'm not. I'm not always cutting. I feel sandwich. like I'm rarely what, what cut am I, now. Yeah. What am I six? If uh, I, I buy not, it, it gets cut because I have no say in the matter. It's nice to have it. two. Excuse me. It's nice to have. Two, excuse, <laughs> excuse me. me. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Guerrero over here. It's. It's nice to have or Vicky Guerrero Trump. It's nice to have <laughs> two halves of a sandwich. You f you eat one. And then you eat the other. Biting into the, the sandwich and just eating the sandwich. I agree. Oh, I, I agree. It's definitively oh, – I agree it's definitively better. Especially if you have the right knife. For the you got to have the right knife. You got to have the right – You can't be cut honest, it with a butter knife. Sometimes cutting no. like uh, 
sometimes cutting white bread in general is like it's all so moist that like you're barely cutting at all. You know, you have to be mindful. Although, let's be real. I'm Jewish. I only have whole wheat in my house. Multi-grain and whole wheat. That's the only bread that exists here. An occasional rye. Really? You've never bought sourdough? Sourdough. What he's trying to say is that white bread is is the lowest tier. Of course, I'm not buying white bread. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm always on a diet. White bread. (laughs) Wonder bread is mage. Mm, Mage. mage. What? You? I love it too. Dude, regular the whitest white bread that they. It's like sweet. You make that. You make a PB and J on Wonder bread. High that flip. thing is the – it's like dessert. It's like cake. You're just making a cake. You're making a peanut butter cake. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sold on Wonder Bread. Have you ever had it? Long time ago, and I didn't like it. It's out. I mean, it's repug. It it's my Tried it twice. Tried it twice just to make sure that it was ass, and it was. It, <laughs> and no, it's been out no, ever no, since. You, you, no, it's great. I love white bread. I wish I, I wish I was allowed to have white bread in my house. My parents would never have white bread. Never, never. My parents have n- never bought Wonder Bread or anything like that. It was always Pepperidge Farm rye, yeah. and then it was toasted. Yeah, Pepperidge Farm makes good white bread. I like Pepperidge Farm's bread. But Wonder Bread, though, I can't go that Oh, wait, far. so you're not talking about it being white bread? You're talking about the brand? Just the brand? Yeah, yeah, the brand. Wonder, I mean, bread, I, Wonder bread, I can't. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, listen, it's all the yeah. same family, though. Straight up white bread with PB&J is cake. I mean, that's just, that's delicious. Let me There's tell no you, out of, as much as I love bagels, I don't own a bagel cutter and never have. Do you guys have a bagel cutter? A P- a Peter, no. you don't own that. You don't have no. that. Yeah. By Greg, the way, it definitely doesn't. It, yeah, no. By the way, it's definitely worthwhile, too. Like you think if you have a lot of bagel, but honestly, I don't make bagels at home a ton yet. I mean, I like to think that one day Natalie and I have a family. We'll have people over for brunch and there'll be lots of. But now most of our bagels come in an order from a store where they're giving like a sliced bagel. Yeah, you're like a big pre-made guy. You're not buying things to just have in the house. No, I don't. You know, I don't do that. I don't have anything. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm never home. Yeah, I, I never have food in my house. It sucks. I, I now that Natalie's here, we're getting better. But like, I'm I'm generally not a big. I, I'm not to be trusted, so I can't keep I got, lots of good I food got, in the house. I have Howie Tannenbaum. <laughs> I got Howie. I have Howie staying here for the week again. Uh, as you know, he opens my fridge. He, he, he there's nothing in there. There's a, there's a couple. There's like a four or five Medellos. Can you imagine? No, yeah, and there's lots of coffee um, mixtures. Can you yeah. imagine? The amount of trips and the amount of money being spent on the grocery trips that they're doing in that Tannenbaum household. Oh, I can't even. I, I opened that Costco fridge. Business. You couldn't fit a toothpick in that refrigerator. Okay. The, it, one it, tooth. It, yo, it's to anyone out there listening who like is insane enough to have three or more children. Those grocery trips must be. Seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Dude, I can't even imagine in this era what you're dealing with. Oh, and yeah. the frequency and the frequency because, you know, I mean, I should you imagine if you have three kids and now, like, let's say the kids are like 10, 13 and 15. Everything that you want to eat is gone by the time you get to it. Yeah, you got you. You, you don't got a shot as soon as it as soon as it hits the fridge. That's that's the way is the way I got I got to tell you, I don't know if I'm going to do well with that. Like, wait a second. I make the money. I put it in the fridge. I come here and it's gone. Hell no. I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> I feel like you bridge. have every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen speech. Oh, yeah. No, I have that prepared. Listen, I'm going to treat these kids like they're Dominic Mysterio, you know, each one of them. Um, <laughs> and then anyways, eventually so, they'll turn on you. Yeah. And they'll show up to the holidays and you're not worried about food. You're not worried about who eats the white bread. You're worried about getting beat up by your son and his girlfriend. Now... <laughs> That uh, I I really really uh, loved it. I found it interesting, and and SGG, you're you're always uh, you always are aware of what's going on on uh, in in wrestling Twitter, etc. It seemed like based on a post I saw of from the Mass Man Show, something that Kaz said on the Mass Man Show, he was sort of like coming to the defense of the Cody story. Was there like, and but he wasn't the only person I saw that. I, I saw a lot of people. I saw more people defending the Cody story than I saw people actually attacking the Cody story. Um, I guess it's just the way that I interact with wrestling Twitter. Like I'm not following every yo-yo who talks right. about wrestling, so I don't know. 
But like, what was the general sentiment? Am I wrong for for seeing that there was clearly some sort of back and forth between people who like us were concerned about the story and then people who were kind of mad that people were concerned about the story? Yeah, I've seen a split. I've seen a split. I've seen people who were concerned about the story um, because I, I said myself, like, listen, Cody needs some some type of adversity. Ever since he came back at WrestleMania, aside from from the injury, which wasn't given to us by the writers, it was sort of like a gift from the gods. Um, every single thing has gone his way, including announcing that he's coming back, entering the Rumble at 30, and then winning the Rumble. Like, we need we need some type of stumbling block, um, some type of story. And then I've seen people who want Sammy <laughs> inserted into this story and to the point of Sammy being the one to possibly take the title off of Roman at WrestleMania. And then I've seen, you know, people who are in the camp of, like, listen, everything is good. The crowd's not going to turn. Cody's got this. Cody needs to go to WrestleMania, and we need to kickstart the Cody era um, with the title win. So I've been seeing this. It's like a mixed bag, really, when it when it comes to Cody, which you wouldn't know because once his music hits, it feels like everybody's on board and everybody's engaged with whatever happens, even more so when, when it was him and Heyman. But I just I, I guess I just mixed. got. I? Yeah, go ahead, Dip. Your thoughts. I'm gonna. I don't mean. I don't mean to veer the conversation a little bit, but we, I, I, well, how far are you veering here? Yeah, if that's what you're gonna do, you may not. <laughs> yeah, you may not. I, I had. I want to respond to that. I want to yeah. discuss the. No, the you Cody respond, thing. and then I'm gonna. And then you can veer. Up. I'm gonna veer. Yeah, a little, and then you bit. can you can shanky if you want. Also, um, I, I guess I got annoyed at seeing this like immediate run to the defense of Cody. It was almost like treated as if the criticism of the story was like, oh, you know, the internet always haters. Right. Uh, just to be clear, I was in the building. I did not watch Twitter. I did not hear commentary. I literally felt how the building felt and then came back here and was like, here are my concerns. There was excitement. There was good stuff, but there was also a flatness in the air that existed. So like people are so quick now to think that something's hate that they almost feel obligated to jump to the defense. Yo, Cody's, I think anyone who loves wrestling is excited that Cody's back in WWE, that Cody's going to be in a big spot, is generally into Cody, period. Like, the guy's brand is put together beautifully. Like, I have nothing but respect for the way Cody has conducted himself in every way in WWE. And extremely dapper, too. Did you see the, did you see the look uh, last night that he came? I mean, there, there's no one, there's no one more dapper. There's no one more like his and he's really he's like an athlete. He really literally wears a suit every minute that he's not in the ring. He treats it like he is a pro athlete who needs to only be seen in a suit all the time. Anyways, people get to take things so personally like I'm not no one's trying to say that Cody's doing anything bad. But the fact of the matter is, guys, history is a thing. You have to be real if someone gets too much too fast, it's not about the internet fans. It's about all fans, whether you accept it or not. They will turn, and everyone. I, I think. I think it was Kaz. I think Kaz said like he'll be fine, just like all the other top, you know, baby faces were fine. They weren't all fine all the time. Like I am not going to sit here and allow history to be retold. Okay, John Cena was not over for his entire run on top. There were a lot of times when the complete mixed crowd was not what was wanted. It was not. They may look back now and go, it was great because you got a reaction. As long as people react, sometimes that's true. Sometimes there were legitimate groans because Super Cena was force fed down people's throats. And that's why nerds like me would ask him anytime we got a chance. Hey, do you think you'll ever turn heel? It wasn't because people don't think he's awesome or think he's capable. Quite the opposite. It's because you want to see the most out of these guys and repeating the same good guy thing over and over and over again gets hard. Roman Reigns, you guys are going to pretend that what happened in Philadelphia eight years ago, that was like a good thing? It wasn't. That was a disaster. I'll say this, <laughs> yeah. I'll say this too about Roman Reigns specifically. It felt... For him, it did feel like hate because it felt like he was in a constant state of winning the crowd over and that he constantly did it, right? Because he won the Rumble in Philly. And now, mind you, this is after being the runner-up in the Rumble previously and being cheered and people wanted him to win. But then he won the Rumble in Philly the very next year. The crowd booed. 
Um, he gets the title, loses it the same night to Sheamus via Money in the Bank, wins the title in Philly. That same Philly crowd is cheering for him for the title win, legitimately celebrating with him. You think it's put to bed, and then the same thing happens to him in Philly and in other towns until until after COVID starts. Of where, but that's but but that's not the fact of the matter is SUG. That's not just hating. They yes, there was a piece of it that was hating because the crowd loved Roman, and then when they went with Roman, the crowd turned on Roman. Some yeah. of that though Repeatedly. has to be attributed to the storytelling. Like, they didn't have to hate on Roman, but when you give people everything and they win every big moment and they overcome the odds every time, it's not 1987. People aren't going to get over the Hulk Hogan way anymore. They're just not, that's not the same thing. So that's all I think people are saying about Cody is not that he's not fantastic and that people aren't excited about it. They just want to see the story told well. And I thought last night was a step in the right direction to making sure that story gets told well. All right. I agree. Dip. Hold on. Before Dip veers it off, I agree that, this, that it, did need a, it did need a story. And last night was was a fantastic way. And and just with using Heyman and the history, I think it was perfect. Um, it reminded me of, of WrestleMania 31, too, in the lead up. They sort of did the same thing with Roman, right? Where Heyman was representing this monstrous, unbeatable force in Brock Lesnar, and Roman was challenging him. And I think Heyman and Roman cut sort of the same promo where Heyman was basically like, listen, I know you, I've known you for a long time, I've gone back with your family for a long time, but my client is just <laughs> unstoppable. So we'll see if history repeats itself in that way, in that you know Cody does not walk out with the title, even though Brock also <laughs> didn't walk out with the title. Well, thanks but, for um, accidentally pouring water on it by being like, "No, it was really great." It's the exact same thing they did at WrestleMania 31. <laughs> it's fantastic, though. But like, it's true though. Like, you cannot ignore these these histories, right? And Heyman, Heyman is the perfect guy because he's been around so long and he has all of these connections that, like, if there's somebody coming up, you can you can even slot Heyman into a, somebody who who doesn't have that family history and say, "Look, I saw you coming up. I saw you doing this, and I knew you had potential, and here you are." but you're still not ready because my guy is the guy. And that guy could be Roman. It could be anybody else because Heyman, Heyman as a constant is is a great person to have at the top because he's going to get these stories moving. Um, all right, Dip, take us on a Veer and Shanky. Um, I'm still convinced. 10% of me that's convinced that they're working us and that The Rock is going to be a mania. <laughs> and there's like a camp, there's a campaign of, of working going on here. That a bunch I of people are in on. <laughs> um, that's not a crazy thing to me. I haven't given up on that. Like, I, it's not going to be Sammy at Mania. What are they going to do I, for the second night or the first night? They're going. It'll be Bianca and Alexa Bliss. It'll oh wait, so you mean let's, let's per, if we're pretending that it's that if we're going with Roman has one match against Cody Rhodes and that's it, mm -hmm. and that's Sunday night. It'll be Rhea and Charlotte headlining. Saturday? Probably. Yeah. Does that have um, enough? That doesn't have enough juice yet. I can't. I won't go so far as say. Not. No, not yet. Um, but we don't know who Bianca's opponent's going to be. Um, Rhea's going to have to really lean into the heel stuff. for. It could be the tag match. The Charlotte match. No, I, I agree. I, um, it, it could be. I, it could. It could be Sammy and KO versus the Usos night one. I doubt it. Maybe. I mean, Sammy's it the could. biggest That'd thing be, going. I don't think that's going to change overnight. That would be pretty big. I'm still holding out hope. And not that I'm, I'm, biggest, I'm not the biggest rock guy. I mean, I'm not like Mr. Rock, as you know. I like him, but I'm not like him. But it still would be great to see. If he doesn't come this year, what's the point ever again? It's like, this is the year. This is, this I is mean, the I mean, this moment. weekend, I feel like Jay-Z is Mr. Rock, right? Did everybody see the Grammys? How excited Hope was when the rock hit the stage? No, I didn't, I didn't even see that. He got very <laughs> no. excited. Well, extremely like he's clapping his hands. He was like, "Yes, Rock." I love Mind you, the they, Rock was the Rock was sitting close to him the whole night. So I mean, they were they had just, just been sitting at the same table. It was very interesting. Beyonce was like they Beyonce and Jay Z were late for the Grammys. Jay Z sat down. Beyonce still wasn't there. I guess she's getting dressed or doing whatever. And then it's like the Rock took Beyonce's seat for a while and sat at the table. Yeah, and then My, at some point see, he moved. And and other also WWE legend Bad Bunny was at the next table. Like you can see him in the frame of some of the conversations with the Beyonce, Hove, and and the Rock. But yeah, oh, that, I think, you I know think what? after that's the a, Grammy night, that's a fun opportunity missed between Bad Bunny and the Rock. Yeah, 
But did Bad Bunny have a Slammy that he could have brought to the show and just sat down at the table like, yo, Rock, I know. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, but yeah, Dip, I haven't given up. I haven't completely given up on The Rock. I, I certainly hope there's still a surprise out there. Like, I think The, you the think- Rock helps Cody win. I don't know. Looks like they're veering away. Like, if they're going to focus all the attention now on Cody and Roman, they're going to veer away from the Sammy thing. And they're going to make it more about the Usos and KO. Well, but hold on. You're getting caught up in what we saw last night. On Friday, it was pretty mage. The Sami Zayn attack on Roman was pretty mage. I did not expect mm-hmm. that. I was no. legit surprised. He hit a spear. He hit a he hit an impressive spear. Yeah, like I, I was I was surprised and I sort of liked the unhinged Sammy. That he showed up completely unhinged and beat the hell out of him. I I I, I thought that was cool. I don't know. I I can't be sure that they're just gonna completely give up on that. Like that would be Honestly, it would be really crazy. Something that has this much juice to be like, now nah, we're good. We got something else. It's not going to be Sammy anyway. Okay, fine. It's not going to be Sammy. Sammy's not going to be the guy who forever holds the title. In his interview with Ariel, he basically indicated as much that he didn't expect he would be that guy. Okay. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean you throw away the whole story. Like the the baby with the bathwater. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that, That's the thing that has me excited, though, is that is the fact that I don't know, right? And I and at this point, um, especially leading up to WrestleMania, I trust I trust that with the top storylines, especially with the Roman storyline, whether it's Cody or Sammy, or it's Cody one night, Sammy another night, or Cody and Sammy in a triple threat, or something else, Cody and something else entirely, or Cody and nothing else entirely. Whatever they give Roman is going to be, I think it's going to be fantastic storytelling. So I'm just oh, wow. This is, this, that, is, this is a controversial take from you, SUG. Really? You think the Roman thing is going to be good? I never would have. Yeah. Uh, and that, what, I'm just waiting me, to see you what like, happens you when like, they ring the bell. The only, do you, the enjoy, only way do you go, enjoy what Bret Hart's done in the past as well? I mean, like this is pretty out there for you to say. The guy you with the pink and black is yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, so this just did, if you're looking for a headline to come away from GP from this week, SGG thinks Roman's going to do a great job at Mania. That is. <laughs> the, and the story leading up to it is going to be. And the story is going to be, be top notch. Top notch. Um, yeah. It was a good step. It was a good step. I, for some reason, I felt like at the end of the mo- at the end of the scene when Cody walked out, I don't know why I felt like I was like looking for one other thing. I don't know what it was that I was looking for, but they have they have a lot more time and it was a it was a cool moment. So I'm not going to complain. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Last night, we saw uh, Lita come back and uh, team up with Becky Lynch and help out Becky. Did you make it to the end of the episode, Deb? I literally fell asleep like 10 minutes before it ended. I missed Lita. Lita yeah. came out and helped Becky, who was getting um, damage controlled. Now, do we think they were, at is that leading using- to anything? I hope so. I mean, it has to, right? Like. No, has to. no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm she sorry. just pops up and helps win the cage match and and then I goes mean, away. 
At the very yeah. least, we need an explanation, right? Because last time we saw them, it was Becky Lynch in in big time Bex mode. She beat Lita, and there was never any like showing of respect afterwards that I that I can recall. It was just like, well, you remember last year? I really wanted and felt that Lita should have gotten the Mania match. I think Dippy was on the same, but we were all on the same page. Like it, it seemed like there was an opportunity there to use Lita more, and people react to her clearly. Um, maybe it's so. Maybe it's Lita and Becky in a tag match against Damage Control at Mania. It sounds right. Think Rock and Sock versus Evolution kind of deal. But didn't Evolution have all three members? So would it be? Oh, it would be an entire tier Damage Control. It wouldn't be for like tag title or anything like that. Yeah, I was thinking three on two. Okay. Okay. But but or or maybe Trish comes back. Who knows? But uh, by the way, I don't hate it. Like I don't hate doing that stuff. Dip talks. You talk about this a lot. There's no reason at WrestleMania to not use these legends in big moments. Like I I, I don't subscribe to the all the young people need to be on the card. That's the, the no. The, there's two days of matches. You need some stars mixed in there. Especially if you want to pull a nostalgia string, they have to now. Like they've they've. They, that nostalgia string, they have to pull it. Like they have to, they have to bring in some people that that the old heads remember. And I hate that I f- I'm one of the old heads. I need to, see, I need to see a returning legend from one of the eras. I need to see Barbarian and Warlord. That's right. And what would you like to see them do at Mania? <laughs> um, I'd like to see them beat uh, the, pur- the purple, the purple gang. Beat up the purple gang. <laughs> <laughs> it was a missed opportunity to have them have them play some poker at uh at Raw Thirty. I, I wonder, poker dealers. There must the be way, a I reason want... why there's no Warlord and Powers of Pain, or Warlord and Barbarian. There must be a reason. Well, I was gonna say I was about to. Are say they the part of thing. that lawsuit? I, I I was gonna say there's a reason that they're that they're part of nothing, right? Yeah, and demolition. Yeah, demolition really does nothing too, right? I mean, no. Bill Eady looks really old, which is, but I mean, he still looks like a wrestler, but you know, smash, you know, even though he's bald, you know, he was bald at the end in WCW too, or, you know, so I mean, the bottom I think line he is he was bald as Repo Man. He was bald as Repo Man. He was bald as Repo Man. Oh, bald, bald the Jays. Bald the Jays. <laughs> it's Repo Man. God, it's so funny. You, watch, you go back and watch Repo Man and then as opposed to smash looked so much bigger than the Repo Man. And I know that the yeah, Repo Man. It's true. He, Repo Man really slimmed down, but he also was always crouching. Well, he was, you know, because he was hiding. He, he was not want anyone hiding. to see him doing the repossessing. Yeah, why was he always sneaking around as the Repo Man? Because he was repossessing people. Things. I know, but like, don't you have to just own it? It's what your job is. I mean. No, 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 no. Yeah, he but you don't want to be, you don't want to get spotted right away. And then, and they're off with the goods. You got to like. He was repoing and stealth. Well, listen, guys, I want to jump into an early Black Power Rankings. Now, here's what. Have you seen anybody jump over the turnbuckle? I've never seen that. Well, I've seen him do it before. I don't think I, I can't remember him ever doing that. You've before. seen him yeah, do seen that him before. before. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, with ease. A, with, with ease, by the way. That was the that's first th- time I think I've noticed it, and it was Mage. All right. Montez Ford is a great selection. Uh, he qualifies for Elimination Chamber. Could this somehow be the beginning of something? It, it's <sighs> the beginning re- of me proving my point to Greg. <laughs> what that attempt was. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. going to be Montez. Uh, Angelo lost his match for the mm. chamber, correct? Mm, shocking. Yes. He lost to Damian Priest. Mm. And Montez won. Guys, mm. what if they went what if they went complete bizarro? They finished the Sammy storyline at Elimination Chamber. And oh, but this chamber isn't for the title opportunity. It's for what? The US Austin Theory's title. Yeah. It's for You know what? You know what? Is Austin That's Theory in the chamber? I thought it was for opportunity at the US championship. He's in the he's he's in the chamber. No, he's he's, he's, yeah, he's chambering and chambering. What about, though, I love the idea of Montez getting that title and the two of them together. Austin Theory and Montez could be great. Oh, yeah. 
Anyone yeah. in anyone in Montez or Austin Theory could be great. Yeah, they're both really good. Man, together, can you imagine the bump? Can you imagine the bumping they'd be doing for each other? The two of them oh, would be flying all over the place. All right, so but mine was actually going to be: Do you believe in miracles? The Hurt Business got a win on TV. <laughs> clean Ced too, I believe. Cedric Alexander with a clean pin in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. By the way, can I tell you guys something? I don't know if we've ever discussed this before, but after getting to spend some like extended time with him for the first time um, last weekend, update on Cedric Alexander. He's a great guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An absolute G-G. That's, like That's what we yeah, like. Oh, yeah. Listen, he wouldn't be MVP certified if he wasn't. I, I, I feel like I that's knew. Not, I, no, I, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> listen, MVP's rolled in a lot of circles, okay? Listen, I know that man very well. Spent a lot of time in jail. Spent a lot of time running through the indies, meeting God knows who. Just because they roll with MVP, that it's it's a good sign, but okay. it's not. <laughs> All right. All Cedric right. Alexander is above and beyond. It's not definitive. I mean, not definitive. No, it's not definitive. I have a lot of good friends that I, I love them, and I like, I like most of their friends. By the way, Dipperstein? can't co-sign all of Dipperstein's friends. Have you ever seen his, his ne'er-do-well went friends from Philadelphia? Believe me, you're not co-signing. You got to pick and choose a thousand percent. But Cedric, and by the way, Shelton's great too, man. And God, do you see Shelton um, hit the Samoan drop on Otis? Yeah. Yo, Shelton is huge, bro. He's, gar um, he's so, a big, he's a gargantuan bitch. So I'm, I'm shockingly so. I'm giving it to the Hurt Biz. Uh, I don't know if they're officially billed as that yet, but Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, along with MVP. What do you got, SGG? Listen, the only way back. I'm giving it to Carmelo Hayes uh, oh. of NXT. NXT Vengeance Day was this weekend. He had a match with uh, with Apollo Crews, but uh, mostly because, you know, every every year I kickstart off Black History Month by by joining Black and House Table to talk about some up-and-coming black talent, or just some black talent in general. And this, this week, this past week, I should say, um, we spent about a half an hour just talking about Carmelo Hayes, talking about his career, showing him some respect. So, and then he and then he flowed into that Vengeance Day pay per view with a nice match and a win. So I'm going to give it to um, I'm gonna give it to Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I mean, listen, Carmelo Hayes is he, he. You you guys know I don't know all things NXT, but I know one thing: Carmelo Hayes seems mage charisma up a storm. Um, yeah. How was the paper? How was the premium live event in general? How did uh, Roxanne Perez do? Oh, she did great. She retained. Um, fantastic interview by you, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Thank on the Friday. By the way, what a, what a, like, are people talking about how major her story is yet? No, which is kind of like, I didn't know. I didn't know as much as I learned from the, from your episode too. I just knew like, I knew she was first ROH Women's Champion. I knew that there was some connection to Booker T, but I didn't know that they were basically like, you know, in wrestling, you talk about Dusty's kids that she's basically, oh, yeah. you know, she's one of Booker's kids. Dip, did you, did you, I'm sure you didn't listen to the interview. Um, Roxanne Perez, I mean, <laughs> li literally decided as a 13 year old, like or a 10 year old, I'm going to do this. And by 13 was training with 30 year old men. And by 15 was taking the bus hours by herself with her mom monitoring her on, on her iPhone to see where she was, <laughs> right. make sure she was alive so she could go wrestle in indie shows. It's a pretty the story of her story. Her music play. <laughs> She's in the she back loves wrestling and thinks wrestling is great. No, no, literally, I don't think there's anyone who more loves wrestling and thinks wrestling is great than Roxanne Perez. Also, I saw a picture going, around, a video going around that I'd never seen before. I'm sure SGG you've seen it. A video going around yesterday on the uh, on the internet of AJ meeting Lita. Oh, you ever like seen the that? meet and greet? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, you ever seen that dip? No. AJ Lee meeting Lita and literally from the second she walks up to her weeping uncontrollably and like yeah. and, really? and it's and she's like 12 but she's very clearly AJ Lee like she looks j the same exactly oh, oh, the same yeah oh AJ Styles or I thought you meant AJ Styles no AJ that would be Mage <laughs> yeah AJ Lee <laughs> AJ Styles AJ Styles and Lita weeping the uncontrollably <laughs> AJ Lee was meeting Lita and crying yeah yeah, there's nothing. The there's nothing. How in old my, is AJ Styles? There's nothing more meaningful to me than that. I got to be honest. AJ's 45. How old is Lita? 
Lita's 47. So if AJ showed up, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's 25, AJ's 23, and he's just like, I just got to tell you, Lita, you mean so much to me. Wow. And my children who I have tattooed. I cried um, when I met Razor and Diesel. <laughs> hysterical. Did, you did you? Hysteric. You were hysterical? Yeah. I, are you kidding? I, my my parents had to like I told you know in the in the spectrum I've told this story a million times. No, no, this, I, I, tell us again. When we I, all want to hear it again. When yeah. I met them at the spectrum, when I, I it was 1995, I was at a house show, and I'm I'm literally my my father nudges my mother and says, "Look, Joel, look look what's going on over here." And like sitting in the row, like five people down from us in a row was one, two, three kid, Go ahead. Alundra Blaze, Razor, yep. Diesel. Owen Hart, it was insane, and I was just. And did they I, I point immediately it out to broke you? down in hysterics? <laughs> did your parents point it out to you? <laughs> yes, they pointed it out, and my uh, they walked up. To, my father like walked up to Razor and Diesel and said, "Guys, you gotta you gotta meet my son." And then I I couldn't even I was hypervent I was I we walked into like a little kitchen <laughs> we walked into like the little kitchenette in like the spectrum where the box By the way, was, like in the in the box and they, I would let's go back for a second because I have heard the story how did your parents get you in the suite what was the connect it wasn't the suite I, when I was younger my friend my friend's mother had like worked for a comp like a big corporation that had a box and so she, okay, okay. we had the box for one of the house shows in ninety five. And, uh, and I mean, I, I, we went into the little kitchenette and razor came down and diesel came. I have all the pictures razor came down and diesel came down and Owen Hart and all these people. And I was hysterical crying and they had to like bring my, bring me like, you know, pull my, my father had to pull <laughs> me aside and be like, it's going to be a, like, this is, it's okay. Like whatever. They were so happy too. Like, you know, it was, it was the biggest at that, at that point it was the biggest moment of my life. Oh, what? Not even close. I mean, <laughs> oh my god. When Razor when Razor when Razor looked at me in the face, I, I couldn't even I, I almost fainted. <laughs> did he toothpick you to did he did you take a toothpick to the face? <laughs> he had like the all over shirt on, like like super tight, and he had the yellow. Wait, he was wearing on. he was wearing the yellow all over print shirt? He was in gimmick. He was in gimmick. Wow. But what, yeah. what they went up there to meet people? Like No, they went up there just to watch the show. I think we were next to the WWF box. Got Our it. box was okay. next to the WWF box. Got it. And okay. and they were so generous. I remember meeting Owen Hart. I remember that. I was I was eight. Meeting Owen Hart is very mage. Yeah, he was so nice. Oh, beyond beyond. What, what, I was also what a, shaking and hysterical, crying. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist that would have been, by the way. If you were like, got to tell you, you know, he's a terrible guy. Owen Hart. <laughs> that would have been a real twist no one saw coming. So they were all lovely, though. Oh, yeah. I got to yeah. tell you, though, and that's and that's the way I feel like to this day. With with very few exceptions, there are some, but with very few exceptions, the locker room is so nice. Like, really, almost everybody there is mage. It's interesting in that way. It's like it's not like meeting competitive athletes who really are a crapshoot. Again, they're not <laughs> entertainers. They're just they're athletes. You you roll up to some athlete who you think's awesome, they may give you absolutely nothing. Because WWE superstars know their job is to please people, particularly kids, you're not unless they're in gimmick and their name's Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you're going to have a nice interaction. And even in Max's case, you know it's, you know, wink wink. You know, I'm going to treat you like I'm going to sign an autograph that says that says something mean when you look at it later, which is of very yeah. So like it, these people are just all they get it. They get it. Wrestlers get it more than a lot of other athletes do. Yep. Um, all right. Let's hit a little bit of uh, mail. Do you mind? No, oh, please. We had lots of it. So I figure we should. Let me play the drop in full. Sorry. Mail. Also, guys, a, a big shout out to everyone who's uh, following along with the One App podcast. Um, Saif and I working hard to take that thing to the next level. Done some fun episodes. A new episode dropped today with the great El the Sensei of the group Artifacts. Um, if you are a hardcore hip hop head, I think you will enjoy. It. Actually, I think anyone enjoy it. Um, but we go to the mailbag. Pavada, who writes, "Can we talk about how mage the Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes segment was?" 
blurring the lines of truth and kayfabe. It was a masterpiece. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and we did. And we agree. Male. Heyman is very, very good. So is Cody. Uh, Adam says, hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Here's a mania idea I had. would like to know your tease. Not sure how to get here, but if they made the main event of mania, a two of three falls triple threat match with Roman, Cody, and Sammy, where each fall was for one of Roman's belts. Hmm. Cody could pin Sammy for the WWE belt first, and Sammy could pin Roman for the Universal title second. This order, and this way, it would A, give Cody his big moment of winning the title his father never had. Uh, B, protect Roman's unpinned streak since Sammy would be getting pinned first. C, end the bloodline storyline and mania with a satisfying conclusion with Sammy being the one to finally pin Roman for the universal title, the one he's had the longest. And D, finally separate the belts and give each show their own title again. Looking forward to your feedback. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Adam, it's not. It's a smart idea. I think it's too convoluted. Yeah. Um, a, a two of three falls match where each fall gets a title. It's a smart idea. I just can't see the promotion of that seems tough. Now, I do like the idea of, like, I think it's lazy, even though I did it earlier in this show. I do think it's lazy when we're all just like, Sammy can't be champion. He can't be. He can't. Well, what he can't do, there's only one thing Sammy can't do. What Sammy can't do is have a straight-up match with Roman Reigns where he just beats him cleanly in the middle of the ring. That would be seem incredibly unrealistic. Is there a world, though, in which there's a match and there's Michigas and things happen and Schmazolaru happens and blah, 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 and Sammy ends up laying on top of Roman? Why not? Of course that could happen. Now, I don't think it ends with Sammy then holding the title for a year straight. But listen, we all, everyone doubted that Sammy, I mean, that Daniel Bryan could ever happen. Who would have ever picked that Kofi Kingston was going to be champion? Like, I, I just don't like that we get into this habit of saying, no, it can't be, because that's what everybody says. There's a way to do it creatively if you wanted to do it. Yeah, that's the that, that's what their business is, right? This, these stories that culminate with the, with the passing of these these championships. And the oh my god moment that you like I I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah, they can absolutely do it because they've been doing they've been doing it my whole life. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why. Well, because Sammy has a big unkempt beard. Like, what's the reason it cannot be him? Like, I don't know. I I I, people love Sammy, man. And I will tell you, when he went into that third gear on Friday with the beatdown of Roman, I was like, oh, it it made him seem kind of credible as a threat, too. Yeah, like I that just, spear, man. Like, he, there, there was no fear. He didn't back down at all. Yeah. <laughs> if he, he's going to hit a spear on Roman. Don't. You just can't put Roman, in, I mean, Sammy in a box. He's been he's been too good. Male. Forever 24. Only you can possibly answer this one. Is there any amount of money or situation where the Grammys would have allowed Roman Reigns to come out and challenge The Rock during the show? LOL, I know. Very far-fetched, but fun to think about. What price range or deal would you have to do to get that done? Who says no? Also, do you guys care about wrestling being in mainstream media? Um, For the Grammy thing, you know, the Grammys themselves, the Grammys are a thing. There's a committee and there's a whole... operating system that is the Grammys. So it would be them and I guess, you know, CBS, who's not a partner with WWE um, and their competitors are, it would be them having to agree to it. That said, The Rock is The Rock. So if The Rock was like, hey, we want to do this thing. I want to appear. Can I get 30 seconds where we can have this thing happen? I promise it'll make for interesting TV. I wouldn't say it's absolutely impossible only because he's the rock. The guy walked out in the middle of the show just to meet Adele and then later was on stage and presented her with an award like anything's possible. And how do I feel about wrestling in mainstream media? I think when wrestling is at its best and most popular, it is always appearing in different cool places in mainstream media. 
from literally since the dawn of time, right? Like maybe not the original golden era, but ever since the 80s rock and wrestling explosion, it goes together. It's well, Andre it was uh Andre was in on primetime TV, million, six million dollar man and like doing different things like that. Yeah, I guess that goes back to what the late seventies. Yeah, and then they Peter Maivia in that James Bond movie. By the way, James Bond. I did not know that. I did not know that Peter Maivia was the stunt coordinator. Dip, did you get? Did you watch the episode yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I, I have to tell you, you are the perfect example of who deserves to be yelled at for not being <laughs> yeah. caught up on Young Rock. It's it's crazy. I dip. It's cra- you just told us a story. About seeing wrestlers and being uncontrollably in tears. This past week's episode, they did an entire storyline about Pat Patterson's love affair with Louie. Okay? Like, what is happening? On t- It was then about how Peter Maivia broke into film. Then about Andre the Giant getting discovered. Like, now listen... For all the nerds out there who hit me up and go, yeah, Peter, you know, it's not all factually accurate. Yeah, I'm aware. It's a TV show. But damn it, Dip. What are you doing, man? It's the episode. It's the shortest show on TV. I swear to God, each episode, as you do, they might be 10 minutes long. <laughs> You're right. It's I 22, know, I crisp 22. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta watch it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I have to get caught up on it because I, I, I have really, loved what I've seen. How how far honest can you tell? I know you like to lie, but can you <laughs> tell us the truth? Episode eight. How, uh, how many episodes in are you? Come on. Uh, I haven't watched this season at all. You have yeah. not watched this season at all. Did you watch any of last season? Yes, I watched the whole season. Okay, you end. You end. You eventually finished all of season one. Yes. You you has your mom been telling you how good season two is? Yes. It. Yes. This episode. With, my mother's the d- biggest fan of the show on earth. <laughs> So, like, I don't understand. We're telling you it's mage. Your mother's telling you it's mage. It's a mainstream show about inside wrestling. I wonder what it is that doesn't push you week to week to go, I have to watch this. And, and by the working, way, I think it's 16 hour work days and then eventually having to watch nine hours of wrestling a week. I think that's probably what it does it. <laughs> oh, you don't have to watch nine. Let's, let's be yeah. honest. Nine. You, you have to watch Rampage. <laughs> now I enjoy. Listen, I enjoy. We've seen, we've I seen enjoy. the numbers. <laughs> no, listen. Two point, I, I don't care about the numbers. People watch SmackDown, and then okay. one point nine of them decide. All right, I'm going to go on and enjoy the rest of my night. <laughs> and by, by the way, I get it. It's a lot of wrestling on a Friday night. I will say, I do enjoy Rampage. It's just I watch it differently than I watch the other shows. Yeah, it's like you don't watch Rampage. Thing. It's a put. It's like. SGG, I recommend it if like if if like Crystal's not, you know, she's doing whatever and hanging with friends and you just doing whatever. It is a good throw it on after SmackDown for sure. But it's a different kind of animal. That said, we never talk about anything that happens on Rampage. If we get to hour two of Dynamite, that's something special. By the way, I just went back and watched the main event from two weeks ago with Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe. Um, I had not seen it yet. It was very touching. It, it, it was very well done. That was that was a super cool moment. I don't know what the controversy was the week before where they couldn't do it on the show. Actually, did you follow what that was? Apparently, they wanted to make the that episode of Dynamite uh, Jay Briscoe tribute show, and the reports are that Warner Brothers Discovery stopped it. They said absolutely not. And um, is there a so reason then, we? Is there some reason that we don't? know about well again because because no one made enough any formal announcement it's left up to speculation and and you know so people are speculating that um some tweets of his that he made almost i want to say like nine or ten years ago that always resurfaced you know anytime anybody brings up jay briscoe that because of those tweets and um maybe and maybe the confederate flag in their gear thing that, I didn't uh, even know. I didn't even know that. Discovery did not. Got want it. To, okay. Did not so want I know. I, I figured there was something like that that was behind it all. Either way, they ended up doing it as a just a tribute main event the following week. And um, if you haven't gone back to watch it yet, it was very mage. Um, I will tell you, I don't know that I'm getting enough MJF on on TV right now. 
I mean, I, we, like he shows up to TV and he gets and it's like a backstage, just a quick backstage with Maxwell Jacob Friedman and sort of the guy you with know, the let it, let it feel special when he's out there. You know what I mean? Like uh, I hear special. you. I hear you. But then I might say don't I, I might almost not want him on TV then. Give me the full special. Like he's gone for three weeks and then he pops back up. <laughs> like he's an attraction. They can't do that I though. I don't know that I need to see him interacting with some of the people that he's interacting with. But um, e- either way, uh, Dip, I know you're still reeling from the uh, Bandito Daniel Bryan match from a few weeks ago. I am. Oof. Did you watch it finally? Yeah, it was very, very good. Oh, we love very wrestling. Good. Wrestling is great. No, I love wrestling. Wrestling is absolutely great. And I, I believe... I believe Billy Gunn's about to uh, turn on the acclaimed uh, dip. What are your teas? <laughs> I think that could be moments. <laughs> I think it's moments it feels like away. moments, right? And I yeah. have to tell you something right now. One of the ass boys, one of Billy Gunn's kids has the most repug tattoo I have ever yeah. seen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The arm fold, half of it's on his chest uh, SGG and the other half is on the inside of his arm. So like when it's when his arms together, it looks like a tattoo. It is repug. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, I'm very excited to see what happens this Friday on SmackDown. We're just a week, a week and a half away from Chamber Elimination. I, w- I wish I could be in Montreal for that, just to hear his entrance, just to hear Sammy's entrance. Um, you have Do you to think, think it's going to pop up there too? Do you think it can eclipse? Like CM Punk in Chicago levels. Listen, I think yes. What I'm what I'm curious to see though is how, because for me I feel like the pinnacle of like hometown wrestler making their entrance. It was a uh, Bret Hart at Canadian Stampede, where they were in a built like when the Hart family is making the entrance. You could see the hard camera. The building is rocking so hard that the hard camera is shaking during the Hart Films entrance. So it's not just that the building is loud. It's that the building is rocking. Now, right. maybe they improve their technology and the hard cameras a little bit more sturdy these days, but I ex- I expect um, that arena to explode when Sami Zayn's music finally hits. And it probably should be the last person's entrance music that we hear hit that night. Like, just let Roman get his entrance, let him get his pyro, let him take his five minutes to get to the ring. And then Sammy makes yep. his entrance. That is one night where I will not be having steak during the main event. I'm going to be sitting right there waiting to feel the vibe. Uh, Gibby, Gibby's yeah. in Montreal, though, if you can arrange it, is a, is a good steakhouse. Maybe I would do that on Friday. Now, um, shouts to Carmella, who's back and found herself found her way into the uh, Elimination Chamber. That's set. Asuka. Liv, Nikki Cross, Ra- Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia Carmella. Also, I didn't get to mention it today, guys. I'm I'm enjoying Chelsea Green. I think it's pretty yeah, she's, funny. She's a mage. I like her too. I think she's charismatic. Like I think I, mean, I think Karen there's a difference between enjoying and mage. I'm not enjoying it yet, but I don't think she's mage either. Well, you don't like either. So what do you mean? There's a difference. You said no, I mean, you're not enjoying oh, listen, it, listen. and you don't think she's mage. She's there's a difference between she's mage and enjoying it. I don't think I'm enjoying it to the level that you're enjoying it. I think it's fine. I think she's, you know, she's a nice, she's a good body to have out there, take some pins, move some stories along, which she wow, did on that is, but I'm That not. is the burying of the cinch. And uh, yeah, no, I think there could be more to Chelsea Green than literally being a body to be pinned in the middle of the ring. I don't know. I think not the, the middle. Ca- it could be in the corner. She could tap out too sometimes. Listen, they're late to getting to the Karen thing, obviously, but it could still be very funny. <laughs> Um, you couldn't it, do it on top though. Like it's too topical, too hot button. They needed it. To I remember, we wanted bit. it then though. We called for it then, but I'll I'll take it now. I think Chelsea Green's talented. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, shout out to the guy who had the awesome stay mage sign yesterday. You sure are mage. Yeah. The place, the sign placement of the cinch. That was the um, sign of the cinch. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. His placement. He he got the seat. He got the sign seat. It was the. The beautiful penmanship, the clarity of the letters. It was just so. Yeah, there's no, no mistaking it, no doubt. It was very, very crisp. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We'll get to more emails next week, and we will see you on Friday, where my guest will be the one and only Jake the Snake Roberts on a Ooh. something going on Friday. That's right. I, I, by the way, I'm coming for that. 
Oh, you want to come? You want to show up on Friday for that? I would love to. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you know when we're recording it, and you see if you can squeeze it into your sketch. But yeah, I'll they're squeeze. they're. I'll uh, squeeze for Jake this night. They're promoting his A and E doc that's airing this weekend. So it's time. Yeah, which uh, I'm in. So you know it's going to be fantastic. Uh, all right, everyone, stay mage and enjoy yourselves. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.